0: Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience.
1: Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about recruiting. how you can find talented digital marketers. I know how it's hard from my personal experience because I have my agency, my customers need uh, many marketers as well. And I know that uh, it's hard to find uh, marketers who have experience, who can lead your business in the right direction. Because for me, the era of lazy marketers is death. So I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Adam Poznar. How are you?
0: Uh, Anatoly? Thank you so much for having me today and pleasure to meet you and your audience.
1: Yeah, for me it's a big pleasure to learn more about marketing. I'm so excited. Before we start, just tell more about your self-experience background and why you decided to uh, spend your time and career uh, finding uh, great marketers
0: yeah that's a that's a big question there so i'll give everybody a little bit of background uh into my story i'm a born and raised new yorker uh something i i take a lot of pride in and when i came out of university i knew i was going to go into marketing and advertising and that's what i did for the first 15 years of my career i worked at different ad agencies i worked um Client side, as we like to say, at American Express, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, home of Howard Stern. So I've always worked in digital marketing, either account management, digital strategy, social strategy. And I did that for the first 15 years of my career. Uh, And then about eight years ago, I had a career life-changing situation where I decided to pivot and change careers into recruiting, recruiting for marketing, media, and advertising. Uh, I worked at a couple of search firms learning how to be a recruiter. And then uh, a little over five years ago, I said, I'm done. And I I'm done working for other people. And I went out on my own and I launched my recruiting firm, NHP Talent Group. And that's the story.
1: Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Okay, uh, let's start from the basic question. Can you tell uh, where to find great marketers? For example, if I have a new product, I want to uh, market, I want to get sales, results, tell how to find them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to your network. And when we say network, that doesn't always mean LinkedIn specifically. LinkedIn is just a database. It's just a digital Rolodex of, of your connections and where you connect with them and engage with them. But my network is offline as well, too. It's all the folks that I've mm-hmm. met throughout my career and life journey, the people that I keep in touch with. So I know through my network of marketers where people are, where they're working, hopefully where they're at in their career, if they're open to making a move. So I usually start with folks you know, who I know or ask them who they know hey listen i have an open role one of my clients is looking do you know anybody and then i start to work my way down the ladder into linkedin into our other databases that we have from previous and similar jobs that we've worked recruiting for
1: Mm uh you mentioned about linkedin Uh, i love this platform and uh you know uh, compared to many other different social media platforms. For me, LinkedIn works well because of business mind, because of uh, uh, even, you know, it's interesting that, um, for example, if I reach out to people on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, the same people, you know, they have different mindset. For example, on Facebook, they have one mode on LinkedIn, another one. Uh, Can you tell how LinkedIn can help you uh, during the way? And uh, because, you know, for example... I found that many people are uh, sending spam messages. Yeah, I get a bunch of them every of single day. And spam inbox, right. my spam inbox loves all these messages. Oh, I lead garbage. them <laughs> yeah, to yeah. this direction. T- tell more about LinkedIn and your methods.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting. I mean, LinkedIn, I've been on LinkedIn since, uh, geez, I'm going to say 2006, 2007, right, right at the, the early stages of LinkedIn. So I've been on, I've seen the continual growth. So LinkedIn started as we'll call it a a digital resume platform where people had their professional profiles. Recruiters started to use it. LinkedIn started to monetize the platform and build out their LinkedIn recruiter platform. Then they built out their sales navigator platform for sales folks to connect and send messages. And now we got to a point where recruiters, I mean, believe me, I send plenty of messages, but I try to be hyper-focused and hyper-personalized, but it's become spam. It's become like email because it's very easy with automation tools To spray and pray. That tactic is called spray and pray. When people just mass email you, they DM, they fill your inbox, and they're not going to break through the clutter. If you really want to break through the clutter, it's really a multiple stage approach. Yes, I'll send the message on LinkedIn to cover my bases in some cases. If I see a candidate that's really solid, I'll reach out and send a personalized connection message. And I also have other tools that I use, Anatoly, to find their direct email and phone number. So there's some cases where I'll text a candidate. But you have to be careful with texting. Texting can be very intrusive, so I usually save texting till at least I established an initial connection with somebody, whether that be email or phone, and we build a rapport, but there's many ways, but LinkedIn has been a, a fantastic resource for me and so many other recruiters. You just have to know how to use it the right way and not be annoying. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Don't be a pain in the ass. Yeah,
1: you know, um, I tried to build my audience uh, with website owners, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, who need to get traffic. But I found that many students uh, are following me and they are looking for advice how to find this uh, dream job. Can you uh, lead them in the right direction? Because, you know, they write uh, their CVS uh, resumes, many other stuff, but it's hard. To to get results and many of them complain, you know, to, they submit like a hundred requests, but nobody replies to them or to get this automatic uh, rec- uh, replies. Can you tell uh, them what it's better to do today to get a dream job?
0: <sighs> that's a that's a big question <laughs> there, and 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 it and really comes down to a couple of things. And and I think you have to be strategic in in your job search. One, you have to be realistic. Right, I want to be an astronaut. I'm telling you shit about I would love to go to space and I want to be an astronaut, but I'm not changing my careers right now and going to be an astronaut and going through training and trying to pass the space program and all the other processes that you need to that. So you need to be realistic first and foremost. Um, if you're staying within your current career, you know, having a target list. These are the companies that I would love to work at for X, Y and Z reason. So start to build your network there. Start to connect with folks before your job search. Start to connect with folks that work there. And you could strategically engage with them in their comments on LinkedIn, start to build your relationship that way, get your face and your presence known, ask smart questions, engaging. That may lead to an engagement in a direct message where now you're building a relationship with somebody who could be your asset and your ally on the inside of that company. So that's step one. Start to build those relationships before you reach out. Before you reach out to Adam and say, hey, Adam, I see you have an open job at your company. Can you help me out? No, I don't know you. I'm not going to just help you <laughs> out of nowhere. Come on. That's not that's not the way it works. So you have to stay organized and you have to be strategic. And I always say looking for a new job is harder than any job you've ever had. Mm-hmm. You need to be focused, determined, and strategic in what you're doing and very calculated. Again, you don't want to be as a job seeker spraying and praying now the problem is if someone's out of work they start to get desperate i've been there before many times in my career and it's not a good feeling you're waiting for feedback why isn't this person connecting with me why aren't they responding to my email why can't i get an interview and those are the times that you really got to you know take a step back and think am i staying to the strategy am i doing things the right way and if things are not going the right way really evaluate your process what am i doing wrong am i applying for jobs that are too out of my range am i you know Am I doing? Why are people not responding to my messages? And really think about it. And if and if you have to ask for help, find a good career coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I I usually tell uh, someone who is looking for a job, uh, stop uh, doing what everyone is doing, you know, because uh, it's hard. It's hard. I can't tell that it doesn't work, but it's hard. To get uh, high results with that, uh, well-paid job, lucrative uh, salary, and uh, it's not even about money. It's more about uh, a loving job when you have uh, a job in a good uh, team. And uh, uh, I usually tell them, uh, build relationships, as you mentioned, yeah, to build relationships. And they ask me how to do it. The best way, open uh, company profiles on LinkedIn, uh, comment on their posts. Don't write something like this. Thank you, great post. It doesn't work. Just share uh, value, help uh, others, support them. Damn. And if companies can see that someone uh, pays attention to their uh, uh, profile, to their uh, actions, they can analyze your profile and see, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy can help yeah. me, can help us to grow. So yeah, uh, to share value first. Build relationships and uh, go ahead with that.
0: Yeah. I I uh, wouldn't I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say engaging on the company profile because I, I you you never know who's controlling it and who's looking at it. I don't think there's great results that way. I think really if you see thought leaders within an organization that work within a company to follow them, and it's usually middle mm-hmm. to higher line yeah. management. We're not talking about the C suite because most larger organizations you may have a, a senior executive posting, but a decent amount of the time someone might be managing their account on behalf of the business, unless. You see some of these senior executives and these, you know, C-suites that are putting out a lot of content on their own. Then you can start to engage there uh, and get on their radar. But that kind of middle of the line management that's kind of on par with your level or a step above. Those are the folks that you want to get in front of because they're the ones that have the ear within the organization.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I remember when someone replied to me, uh, I tried your methods, but it didn't work for me. And uh, I asked, okay, okay, uh, tell me uh, what you did. And he replied to me, uh, I found the company, I commented. Uh, how many times? Three times. Three times, man. It's not yeah. enough. And even more, you can, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's better to uh, comment on post uh, decision makers on this company. You can find some decision makers, uh, then comment on their post. And sometimes it takes like uh, a few weeks, a few months, years, even even years <laughs> you, you can comment. Just find a list of companies, not one company, many no, companies.
0: No, no, you know, you, sp- you spread it out and, and spend a lot of time. You know, w- one of the things that I do on LinkedIn every day is before I even post, uh, unless I have something I have to get out of my you know out of my head immediately. I spend a lot of time engaging and commenting mm. on other people's posts and content before before I post. Yeah. It's just kind of a good a good method. It also kind of warms up the algorithm. It gets the algorithm on LinkedIn warmed up to know that you're active. So by the time your post comes, you'll have more activity on it and, and more eyeballs. So that's that's the approach that I take.
1: Yeah, and uh, it calls uh, reciprocity rule. You know when uh, you. Uh, you know when you help others comment on their posts uh, engage their posts uh, it brings uh, if it brings value people wanna give something back so they can comment on your posts uh, engage them like them so yeah uh, i love the strategy as well
0: and 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 uh, reciprocity yeah. is interesting too because you know it's not like for like it's not comment for comment I have many friends on LinkedIn that I see their feed and I see their posts, and I only engage on their posts if I want to, if I feel the need, if it's something's talking to me, um, and and if it speaks to me. I don't feel like I have to. Uh, you know, there's certain folks on LinkedIn who are in my in my network, and if it's something that adds value and I could add value back, great. But don't feel obligated to do that
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah if you have more no, anything to say just uh, yeah go ahead find other posts <laughs> okay adam i have the question about uh companies uh how to find talented marketers today because you know for example if i submit the request i can get like 100 uh, re- replies for me it's hard to check out all of them because. A lack of, lack of time, you know, uh, right. w- uh, every morning uh, when I check out my email or any other task, uh, I understand. Uh, for me, it's impossible to do a lot anything. of
0: applications. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. T- tell your suggestions how to find the right people.
0: Right. So if you're, if you're in a company within an organization and you're in charge of recruiting, I mean, you know that you're going to have to screen these candidates. So there's inbound and outbound, right? Inbound are the ones that are coming in through direct applications. And if your company has an applicant tracking system or other kind of database that those applications come through, you could easily sort through them. You could look at the candidates with the skill sets. And I mean, there's a first take on any candidate, especially when you have a lot of volume coming in. You can't speak to everyone who applies. That's not the way it works. So you have to look mm-hmm. on paper and see the ones on paper that look the closest to your skill set. It's not rocket science. And those are the ones you want to engage. Now, on the outside of that, actual recruiting, the art of recruiting, being a headhunter. Yeah going to look for the talent that the company is looking for, for that specific role. And a lot of the times, a lot of the times it's looking at the competition. I'm a company. I know who my competitors are. I know the folks that work there are on the same sector, similar skill sets So I'm looking for somebody who might be a like say it's a director role that we're looking to fill. I'm looking at a manager, a senior manager at a competitor who's looking to make their way up. That's a prime target. That's how I want to go after. Now there's the age old conversation of, you know, you know hire for character train for skill in theory i think we could all agree that that makes sense we want people who have good character and good values of course we do of course we do but we also need people for nine out of ten jobs in this world that have a skill set already there are certain pieces we could train on the job but there are other pieces that you need to come to the table with that kind of experience so i think it's important to uh to keep that in mind
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah awesome uh okay let's talk about headhunting uh Tell how to use the strategy. I remember when New Battle Shares video, how uh, New Battle Digital uh, is looking for new candidates. Uh, they usually hand-cutting, they don't submit request because uh, what they do, they usually open uh, LinkedIn, uh, analyze uh, potential candidates, uh, and they see if they can work for a long time in one company, uh, if they uh, grow. Uh, time to time, you know, uh, so they are not stagnating Uh, and yeah, uh, after that they can reach out to them and tell. Uh, We are looking for someone with a similar experience uh, to yours. Uh, If you have any uh, help suggestions, uh, please reply to us and many of them reply, okay, I'm going to work uh, in in your company. Uh, Tell about your way how to find uh, great people, but headhunter.
0: So it's, it's really interesting, too. There's a couple of companies that do it really well on LinkedIn and we call it employer branding or candidate, you know, uh, candidate engagement, talent acquisition, content strategies. The best tool that a company has for talent acquisition are their current employees. When you create an environment where you are nurturing and encouraging your employees to post freely on LinkedIn or social media and, you know, hey, listen, we have a good company. We're hoping that our employees are going to talk about it. Why wouldn't I want to work there? I don't want to see a mm-hmm. company ad asking me to work there and showing a picture of a ping pong table or or whatever. That's not going to motivate me. But when I see Adam talking about the company that he works at, why he likes working there, that's interesting to me. That will generate inbound leads. Now, again, as a recruiter on the inside, you still need to go through those applications and determine who's qualified or not. But that is a fantastic, low-cost strategy. It doesn't cost you anything. All you have to do is have a culture that fosters and welcomes and encourages employees to post whatever the heck they want on social media. Now, listen, if someone's posting garbage, if someone's posting falsisms, you know, things that are just not true about the company, that's one thing. But most people, if they like where they work, they want other people to come there and and be happy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I think, you know, if you can create such culture, uh, you know, when people are happy on their jobs, because according to a few studies, Seventy percent of people are unhappy with their jobs. So, yeah, uh, and I have a little bit about the study. It's a lot, you know, seventy percent. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Can you tell, uh, for example, uh, if someone on uh, this uh, ratio, you know, on this seventy uh, percent, uh, your tips, uh, what to do uh, if you are unhappy with your job? Uh, what to do next?
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen. At the at the end of the day, we only you know, we all have one life, and you have to be happy in this life. Some people do not have the luxury, depending on their socioeconomic status, where they live, to just say, hey, I hate this job. I'm out, right? Like some people don't have that luxury. Some people don't have the luxury to be without a job. And when you're in a full-time job, sometimes you can't find the time for the job search and it becomes a vicious cycle. It becomes a cycle of, I don't have the time. I can't look for a job. I'm stuck here. I have too much work to do. But at the end of the day, if you are not happy, it's time to look. It's really as simple as that. Again, goes back to the strategy. Think about what you want. Think about what is next. Stay focused. Mm-hmm. Stay organized. Come up with a plan. Work your plan and plan your work. That is my suggestion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember one interesting quote. If you are unhappy with your job, leave it and you will never regret. You know? So, yeah. I know it's hard. Sometimes it's hard uh, when you need to pay bills. Of course it is. When you, yeah. When you have some loans, uh, you are not sure about the future, when you need to feed your family, kids. Yeah. It's, it's hard. But you know uh in my life I was two times completely bankrupt in mm-hmm. Ukraine I, I lost my first financial company in 2008 and uh you know I I I got debts like 3000 average salaries in Ukraine yeah, that tough. was so hard for me you know because, because you know Ukrainian government decided to uh, disallow all banking loans in 2008 when the world crisis came so uh, and our business helped other businesses to get these loans we, we lost, i lost everything i lost all my investments resources i got these debts uh, and then but you know i acquired experience i had mm-hmm. this experience that was hard huh? uh, and uh, yeah, I spent like five years to work hard to get all these uh, depths back, uh, and I got experience that uh, the next time I don't need to put all eggs right. in one bag.
0: <laughs> you know, right, so, yeah. do not put all your eggs in. Do, do not put all your eggs in 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 one basket. And I think, yeah, I, I truly, I truly believe, I truly believe that it's when you're at your lowest because there's no stronger foundation to build up on than rock bottom. When there's mm-hmm. nothing else below you and you're at that bottom, you can't go lower than that. And that foundation yeah. is solid because the foundation is your core. The foundation are your values, your your character. And now it's time to rebuild. Let's start from scratch, let's build it up. I mean, that's what happened to me. I had to build up my yeah. entire career. I mean, I, I I got fired at the age of 35 and I said, shit, like, what am I gonna do with my life? What am I gonna do, well, not my life, but what am I gonna do with my career? I knew what I was doing in my life. I you know, mm-hmm. one kid, another one on the way. Um, And I rebuilt it. And I focused on a new career, a new profession, learning everything I could about it. And then when it came time to launch my business, yes, it was my first solo business. But I knew from my, you know, 20 years of of experience in the workforce beforehand what I needed to do to get this operationalized. I knew what I needed to do for business development. And I had that wind behind my sail pushing me. Yeah, awesome, awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, guys, if you uh lost everything but if you have two hands two legs health you have enough to go had to overcome all these obstacles just believe you can you know because health is more important and i remember someone asked gary what i need to do i'm 25 years old i have no job i don't know uh, what kind of future will be and he replied to him you know you are living in the u.s united states you speak english you have everything to overcome. Just work hard. Find yeah. your well, passion. And, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, this, it's interesting too because I think the the immigrant mentality, which 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 my my family came from, you know, three generations back. You're coming over here with that. Mm-hmm. It's the balance of understanding hard work and knowing what it means to make shit happen and doing that mm-hmm. and to prove yourself and to know that you're in a great place for all the crap our, for all the crap that our country is in the news and how bad it is and the divide which is all awful we are still in so much better place here than so many other people around the world and i think yeah. everyone needs to remember that i mean look at you you you, you fled the war torn war torn ukraine to come here for a yeah. better life for you and your family to build your business to do what you have to do and People do what they have to do and you have that motivation. And I think that it's a big problem in this country when, you know, we're not going to get into it, where some people feel entitlement, when people feel like they don't want to work, they don't have to work and they'll take a government handout. You know what I say to that? I said, screw you. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to make my own and just worry about myself. Right. And I know what the opportunity I know what the opportunities are. So um, you're right about that. You have to be you have to have the motivation to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and make things happen. That's the American way. uh,
1: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I found one interesting thing that uh, winners, uh, you know, uh, they don't complain because have no time with that. Uh, okay, you you can be frustrated uh, because uh, many terrible things uh, right. you, you got them, you know, because of this experience. I, I I was there, I was there, and but I didn't have time to complain. I need I I, I knew that I need to do something. So wh- when missiles hit, you know, when uh, all these bombs, Russian army came, you know, so I didn't uh, you know find time. Uh, To complain that okay it's not honest it's not good so yeah so I decided to relocate everyone you know uh, and help a lot so yeah it's tough time but uh, I just wanna tell if uh, you have no this experience uh, uh, it's better to uh, be patient you know to go ahead step by step and can you tell more about practice Uh, because you know I see. When people get this certificates, uh, uh, any other uh, educational, uh, they read a lot, but they do nothing. You know, I'm not sure it's a good idea that if you, uh, for example, uh, people have short memory and they can forget for something for a few days. Uh, personally, I can forget yeah. for a few hours. I forget I for a few something. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, so, it's, it's... I, and it's better to practice. Can you tell how to practice if you have no a job, for example?
0: I, I think it goes it goes back to a word that I preach, and that word is invaluable. And what invaluable mm-hmm. means is pro- being able to provide value to someone with no expectation of anything in return. For example, I have clients where the economy may be going you know down and they may not have work for me. But if I continue while I have no work to send them relevant articles and send them information or maybe pass along a candidate or make a connection without having my handout asking for something, that is invaluable. Because what's going to happen is when the economy turns good again, when they need to hire, they're going to come to me. But what that's also doing is I'm continuing to practice my craft as not just a recruiter but a marketer. And being mindful of what my clients' needs are, and understanding their market and what they're looking for, and keeping myself involved in that market. So stay sharp. I think that's what it really is—to stay sharp. Write a do a white paper. Right? If you're if you're if you're trying to practice something and you see something in the news that's relevant about your industry or technology, write about it. Create a blog post. Write a LinkedIn post. Write a Twitter thread. Do something. Yeah. Now listen. I'm not a big reader. There's tons of books that come out there. I, I probably read, you know, one or two business books a year when I'm flying by myself. If I'm flying with my kids, I'm not reading anything. Believe me, nothing's getting done on that flight. But when I'm, when I'm, when I'm by myself, I try to read business books, you know, Ray Dalio, um, folks that I admire, uh, and pick up, you know, tips here and there. There's a couple of recruiting story books that I've been reading lately. Um, but it's hard to, to take all that in your head and then put it into action. The yeah. theories, the mindsets. And for me, it's more about motivation when I read those books. Unless I'm reading a tactical, you know, manual about how to do something like search engine marketing, programmatic data, Web3 stuff, whatever, that's different. But there's only so many books you could read to retain and then put it into action. So I think there's a balance there between ingesting, digesting, and actually doing the work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Valuable. Uh, and, you know, I think, uh, Uh, I agree with the approach that, uh, yeah, it's important to read books. I I love reading books. But, you know, I'm not sure that if I read 100 books how to play soccer, I can play like Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: Right. Because, you know, soccer. Yeah,
1: he prefers to play uh, all great soccer players. They spend more time on the field to hit balls like 10,000 times. You know, they can get this ball. Uh, And,. uh, I I don't know any soccer player who reads a lot uh, hundred books how to play Definitely soccer not. how to be a great soccer player they play it's the same with basketball with any other niche you need to act so uh, I love reading because you can get some ideas knowledge foundation skills but uh, you need to do this and it's interesting uh, I wrote um, uh, I read about Bill Gates. He, when he reads books, he makes notes, you know, and think, okay, how I can implement it? Because, yeah, because of this short memory, we can forget. But after noting, he he understands, okay, I'm going to implement. I'm going to use this idea. It's interesting for me. So you can use the same approach. Uh, For me, 20% of my time for learning and 80% for acting. Uh, Acting is more important than anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I... it's my approach. You can find yours. So it depends. If you start from scratch, of course, it's better to start more learning. But uh, anyway, you need to implement, especially uh, I remember when I decided to grow on LinkedIn in 2020, I registered my account and uh, I read uh, a lot of articles, how to grow LinkedIn, best practices and nothing worked for me uh, except when I started to act, to implement, to test, to fail, uh, to get low engagement, then, uh, happened, you know, uh after so what's, time. so what's,
0: so what's the secret? I mean, you have, you have 90,000, 93,000 followers. How, how do you get up to 93,000 followers? I mean, I, I, I work hard for my followers, you know, I'm, I'm close to 33, 34,000. I mean, what's, what's the secret there?
1: Uh, I'm not sure it's a secret, it's not secret, it's uh, more about uh, consistency, because, uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, when I started, I tried to use best practices, for example, if I got that uh, video can get high engagement, I tried to film, and I failed, because it's not my strong side, then I tried to uh, write uh, uh, other posts, I failed because uh, I found that uh, someone is good with short posts, someone right. is good with long posts. Then I decided, no way. I need to find what actually works for me. And my secret uh, is to engage with others. For example, when you uh, find uh, post about your niche or on feed, you need to engage and write comments. I uh, In one day, I wrote like uh, 400 comments. Wow. 400 comments. Yeah. Uh, and that was hard in the beginning uh, because uh, in the first day, you can write like Five ten comments, not more. You know, it's hard. You don't know how to write them. But uh, if you do this every single day, like I don't know, uh, a month, two months, three months, yeah. and uh, when I share it with my audience, you need to comment on their uh, on other posts, and they reply to me. You know, uh, it doesn't work because I commented hundred times, guys. Keep thousand going. times, yeah. uh, thousand times you need to comment a lot and uh, real comments, did... real
0: real comments, real comments that add value, not just saying great post, agree, thank you, yeah, like real, yeah, real, 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 yeah. real thoughtful comments. And that's hard because it's hard to keep your mind into it, but that means you're actually engaging. And to your point, like that's how you build fo- real followers because you're engaging with them and people see that um, as well there too.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, uh, it's not my strategy. I took the strategy uh, from Caribbean. Uh, and uh, when someone asked him how he grew his audience, he told uh, he spent seven years from 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. every single day during seven years to comment on Twitter. No, mm-hmm. he commented on twitter seven years uh, the whole night without any excuses uh without any uh, anything no, he knows you know he knows
0: how to put it he puts in the work listen gary puts in the work i don't care what anyone says about him he's gotten to this point of his career um mm-hmm. through hard work and really building a true brand and a true reputation
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, Commenting works well, but uh, it's not only about commenting. Uh, You need to create uh, content as well. And I tried many different formats. uh, I felt with most of them. Then I found uh, if you inspire others, if you motivate them, if you give them a reason, uh, you can uh, believe in yourself, uh, share some advice, storytelling and motivate them. So results will come. Uh, you can do it, uh, you can test different formats and when you see some format can bring more results that means it works for you, just keep going, improve it, uh, adapt and it's not secret, it's just hard work, you know, yeah, you, you can spend time yeah, I uh, in some days I did it for 8 hours 8 hours without stop, just you put in the work. <laughs> yeah like okay, uh, Adam, I have the question about uh for example, uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about recruiting?
0: Oh man, uh, I would I would do exactly what I did. I um when I it's actually interesting, when I when I went into recruiting, I needed to learn all about it before I actually started to interview with recruiting firms. So what I did was I reached out to all the recruiters that I worked with as a candidate and I asked them for their time. I said, "Could I take you out for a cup of coffee? Could I This is before COVID when we actually like saw people in person. I would go to the city and I would take people out for lunch and I would talk to them about recruiting and they would tell me everything about the industry that I needed to know and answer my questions before I even decided to go for it. So I learned about it by talking to people. And I used my extroverted abilities to connect and reach out and and say, hey, listen, I know nothing about this. Mm-hmm. Would would you kind enough to share your time with me? And almost everybody did.
1: Yeah, nice, nice, awesome. Uh, what do you think, what kind of future will be uh, in the recruiting? Uh, because, you know, many things are coming, metaverse, uh, web video. Yes. What do you think, uh, what will be in the yeah.
0: Listen, a lot of people talk, listen, there's a ton of products and a ton of software out there around automation, artificial intelligence, and there's certainly a place for it in recruiting, streamlining certain elements of the process, making it more efficient, making the time shorter for time to hire shorter, but they will never replace an actual recruiter because of the human X factor. No machine learning, no AI could have a conversation with somebody who is on the fence about taking an offer. Who needs your advice on salary negotiations? Who needs your advice on how to give notice? Who needs your advice on how to talk to their spouse and say, hey, listen, this is my dream job, but I need to we need to move across the country or across the world. That's when that's what you need a real recruiter for. Because the art mm-hmm. of recruiting, the science of recruiting can be automated. The art of recruiting cannot. And the art yeah. of recruiting comes down to understanding motivations and the human X factor. So we're going to see a great revolution in recruiting. Um, I'm excited, actually. And uh, I'm I'm kind of digging into the space, too, of how, uh, aside from LinkedIn right now and your resume, where does your career journey live? Where does your career history live? Where does your, you know, if you're a coder, you know, if you're you're just on, you know, GitHub or if you're uh, an artist and you have your portfolio on your website. But blockchain and Web3 are going to revolutionize how we own our career information. And there's some fantastic uh, companies and products out there that I'm associated with, that I'm having conversations with, that I'm learning, that I'm interviewing on my show, on the podcast, because I want to learn about it and I want to have a first mover advantage. I want to be in the know when it comes to this technology. And the real key piece is there's going to be, and it's real soon and it's out there, is storing your career information, we'll call it a digital resume, on the blockchain that's verified where your employment could be verified. It's not saying why you got let go, how long you'll know, say, how long you've been there, but verified information, verified referrals that you own, that you could give access to, to any company. And this is happening. So instead of me trying to email or my PDF or word document resume, there'll be databases where that lives that I give access to. And that's exciting to me. And, yeah, and it's decentralized where it's not sitting on link. If LinkedIn shuts off tomorrow, so many people are out of work. All those LinkedIn career coaches, all those people that are selling LinkedIn courses and all that stuff. You have to own your database. That's why I tell people every couple of months, download your LinkedIn database. You can do it. Go into settings, download your contacts. Mm-hmm. It's not going to give yeah. you their email addresses, but there's ways to find these people. They don't own your yeah. LinkedIn owns your data. LinkedIn owns every single thing you put on there. Mm-hmm. Remember that yeah
1: nice nice great tip uh okay i have the question about uh um, ai tools what do you think uh, ai tools can help uh with hiring and uh, any tips about uh the right hiring because i check out a few studies that uh I don't remember exactly the number, but it's like 60 or 70% of uh, companies are not satisfied with hiring. So they can hire someone, but uh, they're not uh, suitable for their companies. Can you tell how to minimize this number? Because we uh, sometimes, yeah, we can make yeah. bad hiring, but yeah. how to minimize it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to process, right? It comes down to having a process and sticking to the process, and it comes down to also a unified front where all the recruiters, all the hiring managers are going by a system. And we're talking about a larger company. You could also apply a lot of these tactics to small. I, I believe in in a um, a fair scoring system. So when you're interviewing candidates, everyone's being rated fairly. Everyone's having the same amount of interviews. So you can't say, "Hey, I, I talked to Dave twice and Susie four times. I don't like Dave." Dave only spoke to people twice. He didn't have the opportunity to speak to the other people, having a unified process. um, I think AI and other tools are are critical for sourcing. Um, They help. They cannot be everything. They could help. Again, as I said earlier, they could help streamline the process. They could help inform the process. They could help with candidate feedback. They could help with organization, all those pieces to help optimize and speed up the process, but they can't be everything. So it really comes down to having well-trained recruiters and well-trained hiring managers. Hiring managers, that the problem is, people throw around the word hiring manager. Hiring manager just means somebody who's interviewing or who that role reports to. I don't think a lot of people understand what hiring manager means. And there's a lot of folks out there who do not know how to interview. They don't know the right way to interview. They'll get on a call and be like, "Uh, Anatoly, so tell me about yourself. Great. (laughs) <laughs> or or they'll start a half hour interview where me just telling you about the company and the job and then I look down at my watch and we just spend 22 minutes and we have eight minutes left for you to tell me about yourself and me to ask questions. Like, come on. So there's a lot of tools out there that are doing a lot of the upfront work. When a candidate applies, they're doing a lot of that. Let's tell you about the company. Let's make sure that you're qualified if there's certain like hard skills, if there's programming skills that you must have. All right, we're looking for search engine optimization. How many years do you have experience with this tool, this tool, this tool? Because these are minimums that we need for this job. So you use those tools to screen out before the process. And that way you have a more streamlined. Now, yes, some people may have things they need to discuss. People may fall through the cracks. But it's kind of the 80-20 rule, right? If we need to optimize, there might be some fallout. But if it helps the greater good, it's probably better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I have the final question sure. about uh, the culture. For example, you know, uh, let me share my story a few years ago, uh, that was in 2020, uh, you know, we spent so much time with one big project. I didn't have time to pay attention what's going on in my company. So I, I work hard you now uh, in day and night uh, just to uh, complete this project. Then uh, a toxic environment, appeal in my company, I didn't know about that. Uh, so, yeah, at that time I was a bad boss, but uh, that uh, happened. And uh, uh, good players, my company, good players, you know, uh, they left company. So yeah. what I can do, uh, I just started to research, to analyze and got it. No way I can't go ahead like this. I need to pay attention. Uh, to my company, to speak to people, to uh, to know their uh, personal problems, because it's not only about company; it's more about making people happy uh, yeah. to serve them. Uh, and for me, I think uh, bosses can serve their people, not uh, vice versa. Can you tell about toxic environment? How to avoid it? How to create the culture that people yeah, make people happy?
0: Yeah, yeah. know. It, it's interesting. So, pre-pandemic, you know, culture was focused around. The physical office space right it was focused around is this a physically good environment for me to work do i feel comfortable coming into work um am i friends with people do they have pizza parties are we going out for happy hour like do i feel happy there? culture that was kind of the thought around culture but when the pandemic happened and we all went remote we started to rethink what culture means culture does not mean ping pong tables and cold brew and beer on tap that's not what it is culture means do i feel valued in my position within my organization? Am I getting feedback? And is there a clear trajectory of my future within this company? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing every single day. That's what culture means. A culture of my employer, trust me to work anywhere at any time. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm delivering the work, I'm doing what I'm hired for. And I'm engaging with my coworkers in a meaningful way to keep, the communication flowing, right? Not just hiding behind your computer, but being, you know, proactive. And that's what it's all about.
1: Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Adam, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. You share a lot of valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you.
0: Yes. Yes. To your 93,000 followers. Hopefully all 93,000 are watching this right now, but you could follow me, hit that little bell, go to my profile, Um, reach out, connect. I certainly appreciate it. You could check out my two recruiting practices, nhptalentgroup.com for web two, Web 3, which we launch in January, is probably nothingtalent.com. And please check out the show, thepodcast.com for all the episodes.
1: Nice, nice guys. You can find all these links in the description below, listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back. Anytime back, you know, to share more valuable insights, guys, you need to listen to Adam podcast. You need to follow him to learn from him. Uh, And uh, uh, when you learn something new, implement, execute. Do something and don't wait that results will come because you know something. You know, I, I found interesting thing. You know, uh, great ideas can die in mediocre team. But uh, mediocre ideas can uh, survive and throw in a great team. So Absolutely. it's better to build a great team and surround yourself with good people. Okay, guys. Love you. See you.